I was the Buffalo News came on after my parents watched Ellen every afternoon, and the, the lead news story was that Chick Fil A was opening <laughs> a franchise in the Buffalo area. I remember. <laughs> I'm never eating there. I remember when I was a kid, it was always something in North Tonawanda was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> North Tonawanda or Chicktawaga. Okay, so to, to go back to uh, uh, a little bit of a wrestling story. Um, uh, my my best friend's younger brother was a pro wrestler, and they used to do indie shows at like these crappy bars all throughout Scarborough and Mississauga and stuff. So we went to one show, and it was a female match, and one of the one of the women ended up being Beth Phoenix in the WWE, but she's from Buffalo, and they announced that she was on Buffalo. And just all throughout the match was like, where's Irv Weinstein? Hey, I think your house is on fire. Maybe you should go check it. Just like, you would only get those kind of barbs about Buffalo if you lived somewhere where you got Buffalo news. It was hilarious. Yeah. So, um, welcome everybody to a <laughs> new episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! It's the full crew of Jen. Hi. Ryan. Hello. And Kevin. How are you doing? Pretty good. Sleepy. So, um, this past weekend from this recording, so it'll be a, a week from when this episode goes up, uh, was San Diego Comic Con. So this episode is going to be pretty news heavy and us just talking about what we're now looking forward to in the the worlds of comics, movies, TV, and stuff. And stuff. And how much our wallets are going to be screaming from being Man, empty. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't buy toys, so Yeah, yeah. you're you're lucky. <laughs> there were there wasn't huge amounts of at least this year, like, and I, to be honest, last year too, it didn't seem like huge amounts of news came out. Like, there was good chunks, uh-huh. but it wasn't just, like, getting pummeled in the face like it was a couple of years ago. No. no. Well, I think with Disney having their D23 convention the week before, that took some of the burden off. Although I was surprised at the amount of Marvel film news that sort of leaked or came out in yeah. San Diego. But, but... It, you know, there wasn't a Star Wars presence there this year. And, well, once again, because D23 happens, right? Yeah, but even at D23, they didn't do much. Yeah, uh, well, Star that's, I think that's in part due to the, the Han Solo issues. Yeah. Because that would have been one of the panels you would have seen. Yeah. And that was a movie that was not getting a panel. Yeah, they didn't want to rehash that. Yeah, they're not going They're not going to they're not going no have questions, an open no question. I think D23... Big panels, though. I was going to call it a Hall H panel. That's what they are at San Diego. At D23, it's some other room. But <laughs> I, I think Disney keeps a tighter grip on what happens at those panels. I don't think there yeah. are open Q&As at Not D23, at D23 panels. No. So they can control the narrative, right? Also, like those guys are hard at work at getting that, that ship righted. 
Yes. As far as they see it. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see at the end results. But that's... I would love to go to D23. I would like to do D23 one year as well. What's the, the ticket cost on D23? I think it's about the same cost as San Diego. San Diego. And the benefit is it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is right behind Disneyland. So... <laughs> Do they have it well, in Florida too? Like, do they swap it between no, the parks at all? No, it's always in Anaheim. It's every two years, so it's always in odd numbered years. So there mm. won't be a D twenty three next year. Okay, so uh, we can save up if we want to go. Yes, they have smaller events that they call Destination D, which are <laughs> oops, that was so wrong. <laughs> Those are specifically dirty mind wall- high five. <laughs> Those are specifically <laughs> Walt Disney World events that they hold in Florida. Uh, usually about history of the Florida parks. Okay, so so um, for it, we were going to talk D twenty three, but not a lot of news came out of it. Other than uh, Kevin's psychic predictions, <laughs> all came true for the most part. I think they just wanted to nip all the rumors in the bud and say yes, everything you've heard about is true because they didn't give a ton of details about everything. They just said this is happening. Yep. So the Tron coaster was confirmed. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot was confirmed. The Ratatouille ride at Epcot was confirmed. Uh, the biggest two surprises theme park-wise, uh, biggest couple of surprises theme park-wise for me were the um, Mickey Mouse ride that's going into where uh, into the Hollywood Studios. Now, the panel never specifically said it was going into where Great Movie Ride uh, was, but Great Movie Ride is also closing in two weeks. So uh, <laughs> make of that what you will. Uh, and the other one that was a bit of a surprise was the... It's a big Broadway-style theater that they're opening in Magic Kingdom on Main Street. Uh, there were rumors that was going to happen in Magic Kingdom. It was The rumor I'd heard was Frontierland. This makes a little more sense. It's a little more centrally located in the yeah. park, which is cool. Uh, the Star Wars hotel rumors were confirmed. So, Yay! So um, the rumors I'm hearing on pricing is $650 per night Ouch. for the first guest, and then 200 or 250 for each guest after that. So now does that include at, entrance to the park? That includes, so this is for, they're pricing it sort of, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The method or the structure they're using is like a cruise. So you book like a two, three, or four night package at this hotel. Um, when you check in, you are given the key to your room and your costume. So it's like a weekend of LARPing, Star Wars LARPing, because uh, you are Fully immersed in a Star Wars themed environment from the moment you check in to the moment you check out. So that includes your hotel and the park. The Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is what they're calling the land. So you're getting both the hotel and the park uh, experiences. Everything will be connected through their wearable technology. They'll be able to know where you are in your story. Um, Do you get to keep the costumes? I don't know. Probably I not. I don't know. I don't know what kind of missions they're going to send you on, yeah. but well, they probably only have a vague idea of that stuff. At probably, uh, but I've heard that they've worked on uh, lightsaber technology with, uh, so it, it will be an actual like glowing. There won't be like a light bulb, you know, like current toy lightsabers are like a fluorescent tube with a handle. They've worked on some kind of technology to make it look like a lightsaber without ex- actually anything physical there. So <sighs> it's like a 
Just a so what you're saying is Disney has mastered the force. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, I am hearing that that because it's all in, it's inclusive. It includes your meals, so you're gonna get your meals. Okay, then and, that's not bad then. And when you think <laughs> of the pricing for cruises, it's about the, it's it's similar. So if you're looking at eight hundred dollars, uh, eight hundred dollars for two people, I know it's it sounds ridiculously crazy, but. When you break down, if you're getting entertainment, food, and this totally immersive story, four hundred dollars per person yeah. per night well, doesn't and sound out. to the park too, right? Because that's yeah. a couple hundred bucks right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if your story ended up being that you're a scavenger on Jakku and you have to scavenge a certain number of stuff to get a piece of bread that you rehydrate? <laughs> well, and I, you, I can't. <laughs> in other words, that. you become the guy who scrapes out the fountains to yeah. get the pennies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am hearing that. And your costume is just rags. They yeah. track. They track. So the Millennium Falcon ride that was announced and they've talked about, you're given a role on that. So you could be the pilot or you could be the gunner or you could. And depending on how well you do on that ride, you could like could lead to different kinds of missions. If you're an expert pilot, you could be um, you could be approached by the um, not the rebels. What do they call themselves now? The, um, the oh. The, uh, re- the resistance. That's a, you could be approached by the resistance to become an X-wing pilot, and if you don't do well, you could be tracked by bounty hunters. You know, oh. so um, so yeah. So it all all depend on this wearable technology that Disney has, and um, I they've got uh, they've got about two or three years to perfect this technology. See, I'm just picturing like the bounty hunters coming up and be going, "Hey, Ryan, look over there! What?" And kicking Ryan's feet. So it sound it does sound pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, so. well, well, we'll keep tabs on that. And they, uh, Disney, if you want to, if you want us to test it out, we'll, I'll we'll, test we'll, it we'll, out. We'll find the bugs. Yeah. They, um, they also made quick quick mention of Marvel uh, making more of a presence in California. Uh, they opened the Guardians of the Galaxy ride uh, this spring, which is the most popular ride at Walt Disney. Uh, sorry, Disneyland right now, and. Um, they haven't said what the attractions are, but attractions based on Spider-Man and the Avengers will be coming to Disneyland uh, within the next five years. Cool. Nice. As Jen goes to scold the cat. And their, their uh, boardwalk-themed area at California Adventure is getting a Pixar layover. So um, cool. um, attractions that are sort of bare bones, roller coasters and Ferris wheels now could end up being Incredibles-themed. Alrighty, so uh, shall we dive into uh, San Diego then? Well, sure. before we dive okay. into San Diego, oh, okay. nope. yeah. Kevin and I ran into some bounty hunters on the weekend because we went to the Elmvale Sci-Fi Street Fest. Oh, yes, that's right. We I did. completely forgot about and that. And we got you know there was some five hundred first members there. Um, what was it, Greedo? Greedo was walking around. There was a couple Tuscan. Oh, there was the Tuscan Raider. Yeah. Uh, Jawa, a couple troopers, uh, First Order, and old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other random, there was a, oh, a Dalek. There was a Dalek. He wasn't part of the 501st. No. But, uh, you well, know. The 501st is very picky about the costumes and stuff, so it would yeah, be hard for the Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make a Stormtrooper outfit in the Dalek size. He Yet. was Darth Vader colored, though, the Dalek. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a black Dalek. Um, for, and then we talked to a few people for an event that was apparently thrown together in three weeks. It wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When we were, when I was told that it was only three weeks since the idea uh, came to fruition, I was actually pretty impressed by what what they did do there. Yeah, 
And we should say Elmville is... A small little village. Yeah, yeah Elmville's like, a town of about 1,200 people. Yeah. Oh, it uh, has a zoo. There is a zoo. Um, and uh, so in their sort of main square of the town, there's like a little garden with a gazebo, and that's where sort of the cosplayers were hanging out. Uh, it, and at a community hall just down the street was where there were a few tables with people. Uh, yeah, we met some LARPers. Yes. Some uh, post-apocalyptic apocalyptic uh, uh, Post-apocalyptic, yeah. Yeah. They larpers from. Yeah, they play a zombie, uh, apoc- post-apocalyptic game. Yeah, out of the states, I guess. Uh, most of them, the ones we talked to were all, you know, from the Barry area, Toronto Barry. But mm-hmm. they, they head down to New to Upstate New York for, I guess, it's like a weekend uh, event. I find it neat that more and more smaller communities are doing these kind of things because mm-hmm. Coldwater is. Would you say Coldwater is? Bigger than Coldwater is smaller than Elmville. And they do the steampunk festival yeah. and, every year. Yeah, it's been going for about five or six years now, and it's huge. That, well, that the whole is, village gets a whole village town gets involved or, with that. And so. uh, we, we've mentioned it a number of times the Barry Library Comic Con, but there are other libraries that are doing it all throughout, mm-hmm. like at least all throughout Ontario. Mississauga. We learned. But you out. should definitely come to the Barry one. Yes, you yes. should. We learned on the weekend that Wasega Beach is going to be holding one this September yeah. as well. Yeah. So there, there's another one. I think Oakville does one now mm-hmm. too. Yep. Mississauga. Mississauga, because Mississauga's lineup is <laughs> Mississauga lucked out because uh, uh, Jay Barrichell is going to be at the Mississauga one. Oh, uh, well, he's now part owner of Chapter House yep. or CCO or CEO. does he live in Mississauga? I don't think so. He's a Montreal guy, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. and it's but may, well, he might live in Toronto just because mm. that's where the Canadian entertainment industry is. It's either Montreal or Vancouver, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah, the um, the Elmville event was was fun. We yeah. spent a couple of hours there and chatted with a lot of people, and uh, hopefully, a couple of them are listening. Hi, Elmville people. Yeah. So, um, uh, I I hope it happens again, and I think. If it does happen next year, with a year's foresight, um, it'll be bigger and better. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And we all, not all together, well, you guys all went together, I didn't. We went and saw the giant duck. The giant duck. The, the giant, giant rubber duck. duck. It was everything I could have hoped for. <laughs> you got to speak into the mic, Jeff. But I have a kitten. You don't have to have no. a kitten. It was a sight to behold. It was a pretty Six impressive. Six stories Tall. Is it six stories? Okay, in case anybody didn't hear that, it was everything I could have hoped for and more. I have never seen Jen more excited <laughs> than when we went to see the giant duck. It's so awesome. <laughs> the giant duck. You saw the little oh. duck too, right? Yep. But she was really disappointed at the fact that there was no rubber ducks. To I really be wanted bought. to buy a rubber duck. Oh, there wasn't. No, they just no. had. Oh, see, there was somewhere. Oh, there was somewhere. I saw people with them on Saturday. Yeah, the, uh, they may have ran out by Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But it was a fun event. It was cute. Yeah. Wandered around, and then we we got uh, Ukrainian food at this little shop. on, Which was also the... very tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thumbs up to Midland as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's uh, something that, that we as a podcast can do more of, is, is focus on local events, because there is so much going yeah. on around here in the Simcoe County uh, north of Toronto area, you know, so... Well, we're, we are going to be recording a live episode from... Yes, we the are. ...Berry Library Comic Con. <laughs> Yay! 
It's going to be the first uh, episode we do without the explicit label on it. Yeah, it's we, G-rated. we have to be very family friendly for that one. Uh, I've I've got it worked out. We're and I want to I want to do our contest that 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 show. So we'll, we'll play a game. We'll okay. play a game that uh, we'll, I'll I'll find something as a as an all ages prize or something. Excellent. Because um, I want to play the game of. Uh, how many how many sequels does this movie actually have? Fun. I think we can have fun with that one because <laughs> it goes like it, we can go from Home Alone to Dragonheart to Starship Troopers. Don't give anything of any of these away. Come yeah, on, no, people I'm are going to go look it up. Do my research now. So, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so if you have an event that you want to tell us about that we can yeah, talk about or post about, us. email message. We're gonna have an, uh, uh, I guess a like a page you can like on Facebook in case you don't want to join the group. Oh, are we setting one of those? We are yeah, we are. One of those up. Okay. I was going to say, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys that Kevin and I decided we should do that. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, I got. I actually got that complaint from somebody else. I know. Too. Well, that's yeah. after that conversation we had, I had one with Kevin on the weekend and said we should probably do that. Yeah. We will so we might be migrating time. stuff over. Well, to we that. can have both. We can have yeah, both. We can have both. Just follow us everywhere, people. We get very stir-crazy on weekends, so it's really nice if you invite us to places or tell us about things to do. It gives us a plan. Exactly. (laughs) So we'll jump into San Diego. There was was a whole whack of stuff, so we can't cover everything. So in the the interest of time and not boring everybody to death, uh, we decided we would each cover three stories. Jen's going to add her two cents onto it. And then we're going to talk about movie trailers because there were, there was a bunch that came out, and uh, I think we all have our favorite. I'm going to be surprised if somebody's got w- not one of the three that I'm thinking of. Okay, but we'll we'll get back into that. So, um, Ryan, let's start with you. Oh, I get to go first. Yeah, yeah. you get to go first. Okay, you take the most extensive you're, notes. Yeah, so. you're the one who has the the, I the, the pages book of notes. Of the book of notes. Okay, well. My story is kind of vague. I'm going to shotgun this. There's all kinds of new Ghostbuster news Mm -hmm. coming out of San Diego. And I'm a Ghostbuster fan. I know Brent's a Ghostbuster fan. Yes. Both the original and the the reboot. Last year's Ghostbusters was the only movie I saw in theaters twice. There you go. It was pretty awesome. I know that uh, Ed, Snowhawk Cosplay, he goes on the record as saying it was his favorite movie last year. Yeah, it was a fun movie. But uh, so yes, so Ghostbuster announcements. They announced uh, a new animated mo- movie mm-hmm. is in the works. They've already started production of it. They've announced the well. They've they've talked about the likelihood, the wanting to do another live action to come out in 2019 to coincide with the 35th anniversary. Okay. Didn't say one way or the other. Original cast, new cast, different cast, but. Uh, Ivan Reitman, who was on the panel, and he talked about how much he enjoyed the, the girls or the ladies, uh, the the answer the call cast, the 2016 cast. What do you want what to call them? Referring it to well, now? The, the movie co- was like called Ghostbusters: Answer the Call. So Is some it? people, yeah, which oh, I didn't realize it I didn't until I, I, yeah, I think that's something they added yeah. very very late into the publicity process. But anyways. so a lot of people, you know, they're either referred to as the Answer the Call cast or the 2016 Ghostbusters. Either way, that's how the, most people refer to him. Um, but he did talk about doing something like Rogue One, and people are, spe- are speculating, does that mean the de-aging stuff like they did with Leia or the digital character like they did with Tarkin? Hmm. Are we going to get 
a digital um, oh. digital Ghostbuster. Uh, it's, that's that's one of those things that I like. That's a Pandora's box that like Star Wars opened that I'm not sure how I feel about. Like, uh, obviously Peter Cushing's estate was involved with Rogue One. Yeah, and I imagine it would have to be the same for um, Harold Ramis to if they want. I to did use see it. a headline with an article that they talked to his daughter. I didn't get a chance to read the article because I was probably at work. But uh, <laughs> so you know, not supposed to do that. But. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And there was even, I saw one place they were talking about making, um, you know, bringing Egon in as a ghost Ghostbuster. Oh. Which, in the comics, they do have, not one of the main four, but they had another character that was killed and is a ghost. And now she's a ghost who knows she's dead, but she was, I guess she may, might have, well, like well, she's, co- you know, she's coherent enough and she's a member of the team and helping them do stuff. And I know there was a version of the script when they were, they were still trying to bring the original actors back. Of possibly using of Bill Murray. Bill Murray as a ghost in it, but we'll see. Did you, did you mention the fact that IDW is doing the all female comic too? No, I haven't mentioned that. Uh, it's on my list of notes, uh, though. But so right. now we'll go. They have announced that you know after this uh, crossover comic that's going on with the old cast and the new, there is going to be an ongoing comic featuring the new cast. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced that they're going to be bringing back the the real Ghostbusters toy line. Okay. Through Diamond Select, uh, I did see an image this weekend of Holtzman in that style. Yeah, like it was a drawing, so like a cartoon. Like yeah, yeah, I, l- I liked it. Um, and then the big, the coolest toy announcement. Well, yes, well before they also announced another comic, uh, uh, Ghostbusters Ninja Turtles crossover, a second yeah, a one, second one because they, they did the first one already, and it was, was and when, and it was awesome. And the premise I from what I've read is the Ninja Turtles are be get sent to a ghost dimension by one of their villains, and the Ghostbusters have to. Save them. Is weird how well IDW has done those weirdo crossovers Mm -hmm. with the turtles? There's an X Files crossover with the turtles. It was a one shot. Oh, and that uh, the uh, the uh, the lone gun. The, yes, I think I might tracking down rumors of these giant amphibian men, <laughs> and it worked out really, really well. Uh, Canadian Michael Walsh drew that, and oh, uh, nice. my buddy Adam Gorham was the inker on it. it oh, was, that's cool. Yeah, it's a it was a good little one shot. But anyways, the the grand finale of the Ghostbuster news. The grand finale. And uh, we may end up looking for the listeners to help us find these if we have trouble finding them. Or at least, but, for, at least for Ryan and I. Well, yeah. Uh, they announced full-size-ish Ghostbuster proton packs, lights and sounds, only available at... Spirit of Halloween stores and and through their website, starting at six only what sixty sixty nine dollars US. So the fact that it's a full size wearable proton pack with lights and sounds that's going to be under a hundred bucks mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that's an an instant Halloween costume that you can use. And much over and over and over for, again. For the last, you either have to make your own pack, or the ones that you can buy were made for kids, or they're inflatable and just yeah. kind of dumb. So, 
that's going to be on my got to find list this fall. My wife is shaking her head at the idea of another pack being in our house. We still have that giant ooze pack of yours. But he can get rid of that if he gets this. Are you going to? <laughs> yes, or I might rebuild it. Or I might rebuild it. But then, right. but then, then we can be one. Ghostbusters together, and he'll have a reason for having it. All right, Ryan, you're going to come over and help us clean out the garage so we have a place to put all this stuff? Well, I already, already told you I will because you're storing tires. my tires. Yes. Come on. <laughs> okay, so Ghostbuster stuff. That was Ghostbuster stuff. A little bit of Transformers news. They announced there's going to be a Unicron comic book. So now that means, no, up until now, they haven't. Like, they've said Unicron, yeah, he's around, he's there, he's on the shelf, you know, they haven't wanted to use him in the comic, so now they're announcing there's going to be a Unicron comic, so they're bringing him into that whole universe. Well, he's not in that universe, and, like, it's not his floating head flying around Cybertron or anything? No? No? No. Because none of that's happened in the comic book universe. Uh they announced the new Rodimus Prime toy, which I'm excited about because that's one of my favorite characters. There's some other Ryan new characters has a lot too. Of Rodimus Prime. I have a few. I'm tuning out because I don't care about Transformers at all. Ditto. And then that co- that cartoon we were talking about, the uh, digital, the, the CG. online CG. Yeah. Uh, they announced it will be, out, uh, I believe, out this November or something like that. November, December. Yep. Uh, they announced some of the voice actors. So they brought. Will Wheaton is on it. That's Will Wheaton is going to be Perceptor, uh, Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime, and they're bringing back Judd Nelson to be Rodimus Prime. Because Judd Nelson doesn't really have anything else to do these days. Aww. Isn't he on a TV show? Is he? I don't know, he was. Uh. Maybe not. And is that it, Ryan, for your... That's for Ghostbuster stuff. And Transformers. And Transformers. And Transformers. I've got some DC TV and movie news if you want me to go over that, too. Oh, let me go next. Yeah. I, I want to talk. You want to talk? Go for it. I don't care. You, you, you take yeah. a lot of notes, and I took some notes. You guys wanted me to go first. Yeah, that's true. I thought you we were going to go around one story at a time. Fight, but whatever. Fight. Let fight. me jump in. Uh, I want to talk about Star Trek Discovery because I actually watched the video of this panel somebody posted to YouTube. Oh, the entire I, panel? Yes, and I'm very, very excited about this show. The more I hear about this show, the more excited I get about it. So, there are going to be things on it that are going to piss off a lot of old-timey Star Trek fans. Uh, <laughs> is this is what excites you? It is, it is. Um, so, uh, the big news that got leaked about characters uh, on this show is that um, Michael Burnham, who's the lead character played by Sonequa Martin-Green, she was raised by Spock's Wolves. parents. Spock's parents. Oh, sorry. So there was a rumor going around that she's actually Spock's half-sister. That is not true. What it is is um, uh, her parents were killed when she was very, very young, and she was taken in by Sarek and Amanda and raised on Vulcan. Oh, okay. So she's not Amanda's daughter. No, she is not Amanda's daughter. it works within continuity. Yeah, yeah. She is not Amanda's daughter. The rumor was she was Amanda's daughter. She's not. Who's Amanda? Spock's mother. Okay. But she was raised on Vulcan by Sarek and Amanda and went to the Vulcan Science Academy. She was the first human to ever attend the Vulcan Science Academy. The fact that Spock has never mentioned this in the 50-year history of the show, they said, be patient, we'll explain that. So the creators of this show... He doesn't like her. Maybe not. (laughs) Sibling rivalry. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, So To be fair, we didn't know about his his half-brother either until Star Trek V. 
He's a and half brother. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek Five. Who, who wanted to look forgotten? Is his name Spork? It's no. It um, is um Sobek. Is it Sobek? Uh, I can't remember. There's Alex James is like yelling at us right now. So uh, we can't hear you, Alex. Yell louder. Uh, so yeah. So she is not Spock's half sister. She w- is his sort of adoptive sister, and um, she's got a very close relationship with um, Michelle Yeoh's character, Captain Georgiou, uh, That she sort of became her mentor after she left Vulcan, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, the trailer they released for this show looks awesome. It's. It's like movie caliber effects on this show. No, see, I didn't well, see that one. A lot of money that one. is being spent on it. Yeah, uh, it is gorgeous, and uh, you know, there it doesn't look like classic Star Trek, even though this show's set ten years yeah. before. But it's 2017, and our our tech looks higher tech than the stuff on Star Trek. So um, I'm okay <laughs> with that as and long as they're fair, consistent. Like, I know from seeing interviews with Jonathan Frakes, because he directed a, a bunch of uh, DS9 and yep. Next Generation, he hated the fact that they couldn't alter angles as much as he wanted to, even in the films. The films, he got a little bit more room to play with. Mm-hmm. But like now, like I bet he's like chomping at the bit to get a, a directing gig on that show. He well, does, does have a directing gig oh, on that he? show. Oh, does he? Yeah, we, we've talked about that in previous episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So it's going to be a 15-episode season. Eight will be released starting on September 24th, seven after Christmas. So they're doing the sort of Doctor, Doctor Who model or Once Upon a Time model where... We're going to get eight before Christmas and seven after Christmas. Okay. Um, Jason Isaac's character is named Captain Lorca. And when he was asked to describe his character, he said he's probably more fucked up than any other Starfleet captain. Language. So those are the I I normally <laughs> I'm quoting Jason Isaacs here. I normally don't swear on the podcast, but uh, that these are Jason Isaacs. Uh, words, so I don't know what that means. Maybe he's a little mentally deranged. Maybe the discovery has to track down Isaac's ship, which no Isaac's ship. Well, from the uh, from uh, the trailers that we've seen, it looks like Isaac it's ship is the discovery. Sorry, it's about the start of the war with the Klingons. It is. So like it, it like it makes you wonder who which ship is firing the first shot or. Yeah, and, and um, uh, yeah, and Georgiou's ship is the Shenzhou. Yeah, it's a like Chinese that. name, and uh, she refuses to fire on the Klingons in the trailer that we've seen. So, I don't. Maybe maybe Captain Lorca goes off the deep end a little bit, and maybe that's why the show is about Michael Burnham, who's the first officer. Who's maybe maybe she has to disobey him. Maybe she has to go against him. Who knows? I'm excited to hear about it. Speaking of the Klingons. They will only be speaking in Klingon on the show. All Klingon dialogue will be subtitled. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They look a lot different, too. They though. do look a lot different. Very similar to the J.J. Abrams ones. Yeah. Like, even, like, more alien than that, though. I, I'm i okay with it. Again, times change. Yeah, yeah I guess. Whatever. Uh, not a big deal. Well, they changed from the original show to Next Gen. Yeah. At only to be explained... With two <laughs> lines in the best episode of Deep Space Nine yes, ever. We don't talk about what it. What happened? We don't talk about it with outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to explain it on Enterprise and it just was gobbledygook, so yeah. it doesn't make any difference. I don't care. Klingons are Klingons, whatever. Uh, I think it'll. they look pretty cool anyway. Um, they talked to Anthony Rapp, who is playing Lieutenant... 
uh, Stamets, Stamets, I think is, anyway, uh, he's the first openly gay character on a Star Trek TV series, and someone asked him about uh, if he'll have a love interest, and the answer to that question is yes. Um, well, so, who else are we so supposed to know be... he's openly gay exactly. if he doesn't right. have a love interest? Uh, his love interest, uh, they announced, will be played by an actor named Wilson Cruz, and he is the chief medical officer of the Discovery. So he's his uh, character's name is Dr. Culber. Dr. Love. Dr. Hugh Culber. And <laughs> so uh, the science officer and the doctor are uh, in an, a romantic relationship, which is not something we see on most Star Trek shows. They sort of keep uh, fraternizing of the crew to a minimum. I still think deep down Bones and Spock, though. Bones science and Spock? Up, they, I think they had a, a, a secret love affair because, you know. Well, the they millions, argued way too the much. The millions of pieces of Kirk Spock slash fic may... <laughs> yeah. Maybe Spock who just loved everybody. Maybe. Uh, Doug Jones talked a bit more about his character, whose name is Lieutenant Saru, and he can sense the coming of death. Uh, he His character has who... He can sense the coming of death? Apparently. It says that in the trailer. Yeah. He senses it coming now. What surprise, kind of, surprise. Is, what kind Doug of Jones alien is he? A lot of prosthetic makeup. Hmm? What kind of alien is he? He is a Kelpian. We haven't seen them before. Okay, so I would say, huh. Yes. Yeah. He's he got like magical powers. He has hooves for feet, so he has to balance on the balls of his feet all the time. Oh, so like somebody wearing heels. And his costume Poor makes guy. him six feet eight inches tall. Nice. Uh, Which is. I don't think Doug Jones is a tall guy. He's freakishly thin, as you You'll, can see yeah. by this photo that I'm holding up to you all. And if you look online, I'm sure. Well, you, you know, if it. if somebody would cast him as an actor instead of just covering up in him up in like two feet of prosthetics and makeup, maybe he could afford to put on a couple pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, his character sounds interesting. I'm not too sure about him, but he'll be he'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, the crew, uh, several of the producers were there and they have said that being mindful of what's come before is of paramount importance to them. And, uh, while they can't be slavish to the, to the older series, they are trying to keep, they said that they, um, that they debate all day about what's within canon and what's not and what, yeah. what they can do and what they can't. So that's good to know that they are, um very mindful of what's come before. Uh, the other thing, so there's, was, the internet is a, is a fantastic and terrible place. And Never uh, read the comments. <laughs> I've said that twice today. So there was backlash about the first trailer that was released because, ostensibly, because the two leads of the show are women of color, right? Um, two of your biggest stars on the show are Sonequa Martin-Green and Michelle Yeoh. So a, an African-American woman and an Asian woman. And they're your two leads. And for some reason, it got some old white guys tw twisted in a knot. Well, you get the cross-section, right? You have the, the I'm-not-racist-but people. Yeah. yeah. But, and you also get the, the old nerds who don't want anything to change. Right. They're not particularly racist. Right. They just want what they, they used to right. have. And these people come from the same pool that have been whining about the new doctor on doctor who too. and star wars and yeah. any and everything else so it's, the the sad part about it is they will whine and complain but box office numbers and television ratings prove they'll go see it anyways because exactly. they're yep. a bunch of hypocrite dicks yes nope. so um rain wilson was the moderator of the panel because he's, he's on harry star mudd. Trek discovery as harry mudd yeah oh nice and uh 
so when they, they talked about the backlash to the diversity of the show, and these are his words. He's, uh, uh, he said that diversity has been part of the Star Trek universe from the beginning. And while the definition of diversity has changed since 1966, you know, it's, it's true, right? Diversity in 66 meant we have a black woman and an Asian man on the yeah. show. Yep. Yeah. In, uh, in 2017, it means we have a gay character and our leads are two women of color, yeah. right? Um, so... Uh, Sonequa Martin-Green uh, said, and these are her words, if you say you love the legacy of Star Trek, but you don't love that, meaning <laughs> the diversity, then you've missed it. And you you can't really argue with that. Yeah, no. especially <laughs> if you look at, like, Gene Roddenberry's, like, original plans for various different Star Trek things at different points. Spock's presentation was much more Asian originally mm-hmm. and he was told to tone it down yeah. now like that's just the times that he lived in but he also wanted like a female captain at one point and that like you know this is what he wanted yes. so to those nerds fuck you yeah exactly <laughs> um, frankly Akiva Goldsman is one of the producers so, of the show yeah and he said, uh, he said, um, if you love science fiction, then you love imagining yourself as something other. He said, the backlash speaks more to what's happening culturally on the internet than it does to Star Trek, because Star Trek is just about how we hold hands and move forward together, which I think was a nice quote, too. So, um, let's see. Lastly, uh, let's talk about, it's a 15-episode story arc, so it is a serialized show. It's not an episode of the week show like the old Star Treks were, and that the emotional journey of our characters is as important, if not more important, than the tech. Well, there was a rumor floating around too that that's like not only is it going to be serialized, but like next season's going to be different crew and stuff. Could be, and we don't know that for sure. We, we probably won't know until the Christmas break happens. It could be. Uh, last uh, little bit of news is they announced who the music composer will be. Uh, his name is Jeff Russo, and uh, you might know his music if you watch Fargo, the TV series. Oh, okay. And hmm. the sh- uh, American Gothic. Um, and lastly, they said, uh, the cast has said that uh, while it's a, an ensemble, Sonequa Martin-Green is the key to the show, and she's sort of the leader and the queen of the set, and uh, that they all look to her for leadership. So they actually held production of the show until they could get her. Yeah. When they decided she was who they wanted. She's the she was on Walking Dead. She was yeah. on Walking Dead. And uh, they that's one of the reasons the show's been delayed was because they waited production so that she fulfilled her Walking that Dead. That reminds contract. me, I've got to uh, I've got to reach out to my feelers now that all the information's out because I know somebody who's uh, friends with her. Oh, do you? Yes, I do. She seems... He messaged me, like, the, uh, about, like, what do you know about it? And I told him, he's, he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, one of, like, I know the, I know the chick who's starring in the show. I'm like, really? Like, any she, chance she talked to us? He's like, not until they let her. So <laughs> at this point... <laughs> she seems awesome. Uh, she seems super excited. I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, people get excited and... She's an actor, too, but she seems very cool and very excited to be on Star Trek. Okay. So yeah, I'm, that, I'm looking forward to it. That is my Star Trek news. 
That's, can't, a, that's going to be the wait. show that we have to go to Ryan's to watch. September 24th uh, on CBS and Space. Space. And it'll be on Space for the rest of the run, right? We are yeah. actually the only country in the world where it's going to be on television and not on, on the streaming Netflix service. Netflix and nice. a, lot of the, a lot of other places? CBS... Um, is it on CBS is streaming CBS portal. streaming in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, it is on Space, uh, Space Go, and Crave TV... And in the rest of the world, it will air the air. It will stream the next day on Netflix. Netflix. Sort of like we got Riverdale. Uh, we got Riverdale yeah. streamed the next day on Netflix. A uh, good catch for Netflix worldwide. Yeah. That, I assume yeah. that means Netflix has put some money into the show too. Probably. So, and they have all the other Star Treks. So, that is my super exciting Star Trek news. Awesome. I still need to finish watching DS Nine. You do because <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> well, you should start watching that with dinner, I guess. Um, Next okay, news. So, so, am I going or go, are you... go for it? Okay, so I'm going to delve into the the world of comic books for Ooh. a little bit. Um, a name that might not mean a lot to you if you don't follow the comic book industry. It was announced um, from Dark Horse. Uh, we've known it's in the works for a na- for a while, but it was officially announced that Karen Berger is getting her own line at Dark Horse. Yeah, I read that and was very excited about that. Yeah, Karen Berger is the it's going to be called Burger Books, which I, I don't know. Maybe they should have thought it's about that a little B-E-R-G-E-R. bit. B-E-R-G-E-R. Yeah, it's not like hamburger. But. I hope the logo is still a hamburger, though. That but, would be cool. Um, she is getting her own line of books. They don't want to do any more than eight because she's editing themselves. Oh, is she? She was the, well, she was the woman who was in charge of Vertigo. Mm-hmm. And brought, like all the, all the books that um, you associate with Vertigo... It is like due to her, basically. She That's... was head of Vertigo for what twenty five years, wasn't she? Like she started yep. the imprint in like eighty nine. She moved her way up the DC chain, but she always had kind of a. Uh... Well, even before it was Vertigo, she edited books like Swamp Thing and Sandman right before yeah, exactly. they had the Vertigo. And she's the reason why Neil Gaiman like ended up working for DC and doing Sandman. Yeah. Really, it was like and. She's also the one, like, she's part of that British invasion. Like, she brought, like, she's the one who brought over uh-huh. him, Grant, Grant Morrison. Morrison, Jamie Delano, like, like uh, uh, later on, Warren Ellis is partially yep. her fault. Or, her fault. Well, oh, well, he, I, that's what he would say. I read his newsletter. He is very self-deprecated. I mean, she's responsible for some of the greatest comics of the last 20 years, Yeah, right? exactly. So it's really kind of exciting to see what she's got coming out and the diverse list of books you have uh anthony bourdain the the chef and travel guy have you read any of his comics um yes get jiro Jiro is really fun yeah uh, i haven't gotten the sequel yet though i keep meaning to pick it up because there's a i think it's a sequel or a prequel i don't know but um yeah, so he's part of the line. Um, Gaiman is, isn't he? Um, there has been talked about, but nothing confirmed. He's got a lot on his plate, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't expect it in the near future. You know, it's it's one of those things that like, don't be surprised when it happens, but it's not going like because he's still got a crap ton of. Uh, Miracle Man to do from Marvel that hasn't gotten done. Yet. Oh, so there's that amongst other things, right? And he's got book projects and TV projects yeah. and um, 
Sandman is rumored to be moving forward in some sort of big entertainment thing now, too, uh, right? So it's, you know. There are some comics that should stay comics, and I feel like Sandman is one of them. I I can see that being something that can be turned into a TV series, but. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, it's exciting. They're not taking submissions, so all you would be comic book writers, um, don't. Go sending Karen stuff. She doesn't have time for your stuff. Right. Because she's already on the go with these books. So um, I'm looking forward to that. The Anthony Bourdain book I'm looking forward to. Because he and the um, the guy he writes it with, Get Jiro, was really good. And yep. it's going to be done. He's sort of sticking in his realm, but also branching out a little bit. It's done in... Um, it's a... It's based on a game the Samurais used to play of storytelling. Where oh. you try to kind of one-up people with horror stories oh so but his are all going to be food and restaurant based like but like i think it's still set in japan so it's which is if you've seen any of his shows he really likes so that's that's a really big like it's one of those things to some people are like well what's the big deal like this woman changed the landscape of comics in the 80s and it's a good chance that this might... It's not going to have the same impact, I don't think. But this might do some really interesting and cool shit. Right. And Dark Horse is a company that sort of... Have they, I don't, they've sort of been well under the radar since they lost the Star Wars license. Yes and no. They've, they, they've done... Weirdly, they followed Image's idea. Uh, is so, when Image started, it was all about the superheroes. Yeah. And then now it's all about the creative teams. Like, okay, right. we like you two guys. What do you want to do? Right. And that's why, like, it, it seems to be the ground where people go where, for whatever reason, they don't want to go to Image. Mm. And the creator-owned stuff at Marvel is now dead. Right. Icon's a dead imprint for all intents and purposes. And Vertigo's deals are not what they used to be. Right. Yeah, you don't get the ownership shares like you used to. So it's a good middle ground for everything. It's where Greg Rucka will always throw out a book through them. Morani too, right? So right. It's uh, I'm, and they I'm don't do the licensed books like they used to either. They might. They They've still got. Have Aliens they still have the Paramount stuff. So or, or uh, not? Yeah, Paramount. I think uh, they they've got Aliens or. It's a Paramount or Warner Brothers. That's Fox. Fox. Yeah, Fox. <laughs> They, they've got um, they've got Aliens, Predator. They've got the the rights to like Legend of Korra and Avatar. Oh. They, they do books that are like that are rather well regarded. And for those, they just mm-hmm. don't get a lot of press. And Jeff Lemire's got a superhero bookish thing. Hellboy still put a Buffy still uh, Buffy, oh, is, Buffy still is still put out Dark through Buffy Dark Horse. Whatever, whatever other books um, go with that. Yeah. The the odd uh, Firefly book that they do yep. through Dark Horse as well. Okay. Yep. And it's basically Joss Whedon's home away from home mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. for his characters. Do they still do anything with their sort of superhero characters? The barbed wire and They tried and not X. too long ago. Like they, they just sort of sent out some test books kind of thing. And I don't know what the result of that was. Okay. Like, I Maybe more will come, maybe not. Mm. So, yeah, that was that one was one of the ones that really stuck out for me. Yeah. That's cool. Ryan, you want to do your last story? Oh, okay. And then uh, we'll do, Kevin's boop, got boop, another boop, one? Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I got one or two. 
One really short one and one longer one. Well, yeah, these ones are and short then, ones, too. Yeah, and then my, my next two are pretty short. So. Yeah. So on the DC TV movie cartoon front, they had a couple announcements. They announced a uh, couple more um, cartoon titles. So we've got, we already have uh, Gotham by Gaslight coming out and then a yep. Suicide Squad cartoon coming out, mm-hmm. which is the Boy. second one, but the one that we've already gotten apparently isn't part of their con- cartoon universe. Yeah. It was part of the video game the video continuity. Game continuity and which whatever. They never said that before, but okay, sure, guys, whatever. Which is weird because the, the live action movie borrows heavily from that that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, so there's those two, and then they're finally going to hopefully give it justice or you know do it right the death of superman story followed by the reign of the superman now they already did a death of superman which was like the first dc cartoon yeah. which was a where it's called superman doomsday wasn't it yeah and yeah. it was horrible like it, you know, it's not very good no it's not it was great then no no it wasn't i i bought it because i was excited for it and i watched it and i was like yeah, why it's no. too big of a story to sh- shrink down and it that. was like they did it which comes to i imagine ryan's second part of that is that it's being split up into two well, yeah that's why i said it was two that's why i said there was super that's the superman and and then rain the return the reign of the superman which is cool because we'll get you know maybe i hope <laughs> maybe we'll get like 90s uh with the leather jacket superboy mm-hmm. with the, the bad haircut and, and mullet superman yes well, which we make it mullet Superman in Justice League. Yeah, maybe. No, we're going to get mustache. Right now, yeah, I was going to say. Justice League. Well, no, they're spending, <laughs> they're going to be spending shitloads of money to remove that mustache eventually. <laughs> oh, that production just cannot catch maybe, a break. Maybe they'll just start hiding it. And he'll be behind a fence. And they'll only see half of his face. He'll always stand with his hand over his face. Batman's going to be like, no, wait. And he'll be putting his hand in front of his mouth and... I hope that's in the blooper. Room. I want to see a photo of Henry Cavill in the Superman costume with a mustache. Yes. <laughs> well, supposedly that's why he wasn't at Comic Con this weekend, as he was shooting reshoots for, for Justice, Justice League? League. Wow, for a movie that comes out in three months, four well, months. Well, that's the problem. They've been saying that all these reshoots have turned into like multiple you know, months of reshoots and like twenty million dollars. But you know, who knows yeah, when they the start throwing money at out between. there about all that? But. Uh, and then the other one that's really interesting, they announced the uh, the name of the Flash movie. And it's going to be Flash, the Flashpoint. So if they, so right now people won't, because before this weekend there were rumors that Ben Affleck was getting ready to walk away. He didn't want to be Batman in this, in this standalone Batman movie. So people were wondering, well, by doing Flashpoint, is this their easy way to reset the universe or to make little changes like, you know, change out the Batman actor, or but okay. the real exciting thing that really has the the fans going. Will we get uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's Negan on The Walking Dead, who was Thomas Wayne uh-huh. in Superman Batman? Will we get him as Batman, Batman. in the Flashpoint world? Because in the Flashpoint comic, okay. and then in that same comic, no, no, Batman's mother became the Joker. So will we get uh, shit? Uh, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead in to play the Joker in that story, even if just briefly. Here's it's the thing. supposed to be a Flash movie. E, that's part of it. And two, Flashpoint, for my money, wasn't a particularly good comic story. It was all right. It was okay. The TV show has already done this. Uh-huh. Do yeah. something else. Uh-huh. Okay, it wasn't enough that you couldn't get 
what's his name? Uh, uh, Grant Gustinson? Grant Gustin. Gustin? To come in as Flash, because he is awesome. No, it's not that they couldn't get him. Or they, didn't they didn't want. want they didn't want TV and movies to, to to blend together. But like, if you're gonna do that, fine. Don't do the same fucking story the TV show's already <laughs> attempted to do. And even then, uh, the TV show pulled it off all right, but not great. It's, yeah, but the flash the, the point end result do, is Barry should never touch time travel. Well, yeah, ever, ever again, ever. <laughs> If they do Flashpoint more like the comic book, then it's very different than the TV. The TV, the only real differences were people didn't know he had his mother and his father, yeah, and, yeah. and people didn't know he was the Flash, and he wasn't doing flashy Flash stuff. Whereas in the comic book Flashpoint, he goes back to save his mother. He doesn't become the Flash, well, doesn't have Flash well, powers, we, and other things get the, changed. The movie trailers, we'll come back to Flash, because I haven't problem with that on a whole. But. I don't want that Flash movie. I don't want it. No. Isn't it? I kind of want to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan, though, in the Batman costume. Yeah. Have I... him skip through an alternate universe, then. It's... There's got to be... So, like, Jeff Johns has two omnibuses. Isn't there a story in there that he can pull there from? There are lots of... He did write Flashpoint, Flashpoint, didn't he? Yeah, but do something else. The it's problem like the, is... To all be of... fair... He, that's not the only one. Dark Phoenix saga? I don't want to see that shit either. The, pro- the problem with that Jeff... Not the problem. The, the thing with that Jeff John's Flash Omnibus is that they're all Wally West stories. And if you're calling your character Barry Allen, can you tell a Wally West story? Yeah, probably. The thing that, the thing that made that run of Flash that's, that was its sort of core was that it was about a hero trying to live up to his predecessor's legacy, right? Mm. You don't have that if your character's Barry Allen and your first and the first Flash. So it's tough. There like there aren't a lot of you can't pinpoint classic Flash stories, and the ones you can pinpoint all involve alternate dimensions or time travel. The only one that I would say is the one where um Barry's accused of murder. The trial of Barry Allen. But that's all, that. Even then, that's got to be like a second movie. Yeah. You got to build up the fact that he's a hero first. Right? Exactly. But why they didn't do that with Superman and killed him off in the second movie he was in? No, they didn't kill Barry off. Barry killed somebody. No, I know, he but his, you're his, just saying that. Well, you have to build him up as a hero to the point where we but care. People know who uh, Superman is. People know who the Flash is. He's got a TV show. Not so much. He's not as iconic <laughs> as Superman. Okay, this topic is making me angry. Zoom, zoom, Let's zoom. go on to your last one, Kevin. Okay, uh, briefly, briefly, uh, they showed the, a new trailer for the Doctor Who Christmas special. Yep. And the biggest uh, takeaways from that is, uh, well, there's two. One, Mark Gatiss is going to be in it as a character called the Captain. Yay! We don't know anything about him except he's got a mustache. <laughs> uh, and, and he wears a uniform. He wears a uniform. Sort of looks like the Brigadier. Um but if he's just called the captain, maybe he's a time lord. I don't know. Uh, uh, we also know uh, that the whole story will take place in a single moment in time. That there's a problem with time, and it does. They did confirm there was a cool shot of the first Doctor William Hartner walking out of a scene and then sort of morphing into the guy who's playing the first Doctor now. Yeah, so it does take place during the last episode of the first Doctor's um, uh, story uh, arc, and. So excited that Bill is in the Christmas special. Yay! I can't wait to see how they're going to do that, though. Well, she's off traveling with Heather, so... Yeah, but she's like a... Spoilers. Well, we already did spoilers. Never mind. She's like a sentient space puddle. So So, she can show up and go... 
but it shouldn't she be like dripping water all the time? Maybe. I'm sure they'll they'll explain it some. Yeah, but she's that's out why there. I said I'm and interested she in said seeing. I can make you human again. She and she's out there. It means she's out there, and that the doctor and Bill can have a reunion, and it will be amazing. Okay, yeah. so the, the one thing I will give Doctor Who above all else is they will explain stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. is there? They don't leave a lot of loose ends unless they intend to, and then, and then they, they go back deal to with it, later. it later. Yeah, sometimes like Bad Wolf. Years. Sometimes forty years later, but they do get back to it. Well, the the modern series doesn't like usually goes back and. It's usually they, so. yeah, they, if they put a little, you know, plant a little seed at the beginning of the season, it pays off by the end, you know. Yeah. And as opposed to uh, what the Star Trek people said about diversity, uh, when uh, they asked um, um, Stephen Moffat about the backlash about casting Jodie Whittaker as the next Doctor, he told um, the media to shut the hell up. <laughs> now, uh, there was the, the, I want to take this opportunity to, to help out a, an old guy. Because uh, Peter Davison got reamed for something he was slightly misquoted on. He, yeah, he was taken out of context. It basically, the, everybody said that he's like, well, I'm sad that boys won't have Doctor Who as a role model anymore. Which wasn't what he completely said. No. He said part of him was sad for it. But he knew that times, had, the rest of it is, times have changed. That this is something that they should be doing. She's a great actress. It will be great. I'm a dinosaur. Yeah. Like, he even admits it. And so, you know. There's still all the previous male yeah. Doctor Who's that the little boys can look. Of, yeah. And he's even gone on record before that, that like, uh, his, his daughter, who was in one of the episodes. Yeah. And is married to David Tennant. Is that like he's gone on because somebody asked him like a couple times, should what about her being the doctor? And he's like, Yeah, I'd be all for it. So she's getting her own big finish audio series. Sweet. All right. So that's a I'm looking forward to that. That Christmas, yeah. uh, the Christmas specials are always good. It's it's become part of the, the Christmas tradition in this household. Oh, is that it's, it's 10 the years Rudolph of... the Red Nosed Reindeer on Blu ray and Die Hard. Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep. No, not, not Christmas. Well, no, no. Christmas Carol and the special. Muppets Family Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah Muppets, Muppets Family Christmas. Muppets Christmas Patch. <laughs> that too, and, and Muppets Christmas Carol. Carol. Yep. I sing all the songs. All the songs. Even the bad one that they edited oh. out. Yeah, I pause it and sing it and then keep going. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that song. Which one? Uh, the Love is Gone song oh. that she sings, the super sad one oh. that they it's edited. edited out they took it copies. out of all of the copies. Which, but I really like that song. The stupid part about that, okay, we're going off on a little tangent, is they took that main song out, but they didn't take out the reprise at the end of the movie. <laughs> so the reprise kind of doesn't When they make sing sense. When Love is Found. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> anyway, still love that movie. Yeah. So, um, my two things, very quickly, it was announced that Frank Miller's tackling Superman for Superman Year One. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, this is going to be interesting, mm-hmm. like it'll be good, or it's going to be god-awful. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no middle ground on it. Um, he, he has written lighter superhero fare before, Dark Knight Strikes, which a lot of people don't like. That was part of him trying to get back to the cartoony roots of some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not drawing it. It's uh, John Romita Jr.'s drawing it. So it's going to look fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I Hopefully, John's gotten a little bit better at drawing Superman. 
that Superman book that Ramita Jr. was drawing, I, I really liked everything but his Superman. Yeah. And it's like it's and that's personal taste. A lot of people like it. It's that I, I did not. Um, and finally, it was announced as part of the DuckTales panel. Yay! That Darkwing Duck is returning via DuckTales. Yeah. I am so happy about this. What goes quack in the night? I, I, can't, I am the terror, the terror that, that quacks, quacks in the night. I can't remember who it was. Somebody tweeted out, it might have been Max Landis, tweeted out that the best part about Darkwing Duck is it's kind of the Batman Robin story in reverse. Is instead of Batman adopting an award, the ward adopts, the ward adopts a superhero. Yeah, because yeah. she's, she's all one. for him being Darkwing Duck, and right? she's the one who's super competent. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just, like, there's been a little bit of Darkwing Duck nostalgia for like just slowly building the last couple of years. There was mm-hmm. a comic book series that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. There are Funko Pops now of Darkwing and mm-hmm. uh, and Negaduck. Who Negaduck never got an action figure. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and like now that it, uh, because I I was hoping because we saw the characters that they were bringing back and Launchpad's going to be a big part of Ducktales. Yeah, and he was a big part of Darkwing Duck. And Gizmo Duck is showing up, so yeah. it's like if Gizmo Duck is showing up, I really hope there's Darkwing. I'm I'm hoping this is a backdoor pilot, and I get Darkwing Duck again. I don't know. I watched some <laughs> clips from Ducktales on Disney XT's YouTube channel uh, just today, and it's. It's a scratchier, sort of less refined animation style yes. than the old DuckTales, but it was super fun. Super fun. It's got good jokes. Scrooge is a little different than the Scrooge from the old show, but uh, somebody told me it's more like how he was in the comics. Yeah. That's what I've heard. The clip I saw was of Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby having a Nerf gun fight through Scrooge McDuck's mansion. Uh, awesome. Now, While Mrs... Uh, what was the housekeeper's name? Mrs... Uh, oh. She served the tea and she crap. was very upset. I, can, I don't remember. I want, I want to say Mrs. Wiggins, but I don't think yeah. that's right. To go back to D23, that was the one thing at D23 that I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. They had a giant, like, ball pit. Oh, they had, yeah, they had a money pit. Of oh, Scrooge's really? vault oh, with geez. giant gold coins in it, and you could dive into it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. That I know it's just a little thing, but like you know, it just it was one of those like, oh my god! And D, D, Disney XD is going to be showing the Ducktales pilot on a loop for twenty four hours the day it first airs. Really? Yeah, they're going to Christmas Story at like like uh, TBS, TBS does. All right. So the day that Ducktales premieres, that's the only thing that's going to be on Disney XD, and they're just going to keep looping the the pilot. Interesting episode. idea. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, didn't uh, the Cartoon Network do that with that Rick and Morty episode on April Fool's Day? Uh, Whatever channel sure. it was, they did. It was on yeah, for a loop. Cartoon Network and Adult Swim do weird things like that, like. Um, when uh, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie came out, Ugh, I hate the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay, I'm sorry. But, uh, but I, I, I don't. I don't mind the show. I like the movie. The mo- movie's just so bizarre. But so the movie came out in theaters, and the next day they're like, "Tomorrow it will be on the network," and people are like, "Really?" And like they're like one hundred percent, and it was. It was on a, like a screen picture in picture about an inch big running the entire time. Oh, nice. <laughs> of like two and a half hours. Like so. That's funny. 
So now we move into the final phase. Oh, I got one more little thing. Oh, you got one more little thing? Did you read about the the panel with DiDio and Lee, the DC Comics panel? I just kind of skinned over it. So they talked about how um, that comics themselves are sort of the secondary way people are being introduced to these superhero characters. Yeah. And that DC is changing their focus. Um, so they talked about what they're calling evergreen stories, uh, stories like Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns. And so they want to try to create these more evergreen oh. stories and that will be sort of standalone. And they're trying to get key writers on board to write these. The only n- person um, Jim Lee named was Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, so they wanted to tell to tell these creators to okay write the best Superman story you can, write the best Batman story you can, and the, it sounds like they're going to be standalone prestige format kind of things that are going to take DC sort of away from a monthly ongoing storyline. Yeah. So about that. <laughs> um, this is a, how many times have we gone through this? Yeah, because um, DC does this about every five or six years. That's what their their whole Earth One books were supposed to be. Yeah, and and the All Star books, the All Star line, the same even kind of the, idea. when they were doing the Elseworlds books, it was supposed to be here. Just tell whatever Superman story you want, and it'll be on a different world. It doesn't matter. You can, you can run, you have Superman land in the USSR. It's okay. I, it's an I Elseworlds book. Like, those books will come out. I have no doubt about it, but it's how long they stick with that plan or how well it's arranged. That, like, you and know, how good the, they are. The All-Star books were a mixed bag. All-Star right. Superman very much was in amazing. that idea because yeah. it didn't care, give a shit about continuity. Anything else. Yeah, and it, it was, was one of the best Superman stories that we've gotten in mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. The, and it, All-Star it Batman! Into, well, they never finished. Wow! <laughs> so, um, Scott, uh, is it Scott Snyder is writing um, All-Star Batman right now? Yes. And, and he's, he's one of the guys on that project. He's been approached to take what he's working on with All-Star Batman and put it in this new format. So, I don't know. It's It almost seems to me like to make it really, really work, they got to get rid of the monthly books. But I don't think they'll they, ever they, happen. They won't do no. that. They've got to just promote them differently. Put them in other places besides comic stores and make them feature items at well, Barnes & Noble. Marvel, Marvel is making headway into that by teaming up with Archie. I saw that. Yeah. I saw a Spider-Man Archie-sized digest in the grocery store the other day and went, what is this? And when I looked at it, it was published by Archie, and it was like six old Spider-Man comics that had been republished. Archie is the only one that still has that direct-to-grocery store So if you market. go to Food Basics in Aurelia, you can buy a Spider-Man digest at the checkout. Yep. Uh, the other thing is uh, their diversity in comics again, and uh, they've hired a bunch of, uh, a bunch of people to create a line called Dark Matter, which will be new um, new characters yep, it's, that aren't like Marvel's been doing and taking old characters and putting... They're brand new characters. It's similar to what they did with Bloodline yeah. years and years ago, but they've got so, like Jim Lee's going to draw one of them. Yeah, and, uh, here's the list of creators that they announced. Ramita Jr., Greg Capullo, Andy Kubert. So uh, that's what they're working on. So DC knows that there are some issues with comics these days, and they also um, they're trying to do what they can to fix it. Didio said, "All we do with that is put obstacles in the way of you buying comics, raising prices, variant covers. We've got to stop. We can't afford this to be a dying business." 
So um, they're That's, pricing their books. Who says that? And, and then says next that, week. How so. many chromium covers are there? For the, the Batman the Metal. Batman, Batman right now? Yeah. 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 So um, they're being careful about pricing with comics right now, too. So yeah. anyway, it, it's nice to hear a publisher say, we know there are issues with the with the genre and, and the medium. And I just wish they'd take, stick to a plan. Uh, that's the thing, right? Is Or or figure out how to stick to it. Right. Is, they also said that, you know, they things are too dark and we've got to lighten things up again, which is what Rebirth is supposed to be. But Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> or, no, the Heroes Reborn, or isn't that what they're called? No, what are they no, called? Rebirth. The, new, the Rebirth. Rebirth again? Oh, yeah. sorry. Oops. So I don't know. I'm I I don't buy new comics these days. So they got to do something. I don't buy anything from DC for Same. the most part. So yeah. anyway, you know, like the, the you know what's a pr- <laughs> Jen gets her plug early. You know what's a prime example of a way to do that if you want kind of something. In Squirrel Girl. Yep. It well, doesn't exist in continuity. It's a fun. To be fair, book. DC threw a bunch of those books out in the last couple of years, and they didn't stick. Books yeah. like Starfire and Black Canary, right? See, for me, I always think of Marvel as the fun company, and DC as the dark, serious company. Oh, I've always thought the opposite. Yeah, but I've I guess always that's thought just the opposite. Uh, well, like, yeah, but if you look at how DC's been from like '90s onward, I know it's Jen's not wrong. And that's basically when I started with comic, well, not comic books, but the comic stuff is like 90s onward. Right. Because I always think of like Spider-Man is, you know, he has got dark moments, but for the most part, he's funny and has comedy in it. And then I think Batman, which is so not funny. (laughs) So depressing. It doesn't have to be not funny. You know who weirdly did okay with that was Kevin Smith on Green Arrow. Yep. Because he had a little bit of humor, and he even made Batman kind of humorous. Well, like I, there's that part where Green Arrow's like, "Where's the Arrow Cave and the Arrow Card?" Batman replies with, "Did you ever have an original idea at all?" I or, loved the '80s, '90s Justice League run. Yep. By oh, the, and Dimitrius. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's I'm going to see. I don't. I want those in hardcover. I think they came out, but they might be out of print because I want Jen to read those. So fun. They were so good. One punch! <laughs> ah, poor guy, guy Gardner. So, on to the movie trailers. Movie trailers. Yeah, Batman punched him out with one punch. Oh. Okay. And everybody laughed their asses off at and Guy And Black Gardner. Canary wasn't in the room when it happened, and she was so mad. <laughs> it was hilarious. I've actually got that issue, that single I have issue. A, I have a run of that. beating up the crap, but... This is probably a lot more funny if you've read it. It's yeah. very funny. Okay. <laughs> So we got. Let's start off with the Marvel heavy hitter. We got a new Thor trailer. Oh. Woo! Um, looks looks awesome. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, looks looks like they're taking pages out of Guardians of the Galaxy's book. I, I think it's safe to say we're we're going to get a little bit more humor in this one than although the Thor first Thor had a fair amount of humor. In yeah, it. it's the second one that really didn't kind of they like, they got away from that. Like the first one, you know, you're the kind of like the fish out of water story because he's like you know. Sitting in a diner and he's drinking coffee. And he's like, "Oh, what's this?" Once I need more, a horse. <laughs> I like we get a semi-intelligent Hulk in it, like uh-huh. not Banner. We get Hulk talking. Yeah, and which they we well, haven't really seen yet, right? And I guess they've explained that in that. Well, since the last time we saw Hulk in Age of Ultron, he hasn't changed back. 
to being Banner in that like, he's been Hulk years. for two years. So, oh. so that's why he's now becoming more you know. Well, I bet those purple hockey. pants really stink then. Well, he Hulk can take laundry. Them off and he can wash. change his pants. Yeah, but does he's he? a gladiator now. He's got <laughs> armor to wear and stuff. I read a really great story. From, I think it was um, Entertainment Weekly posted it about the line in the trailer. But we're friends from work. Oh Where yeah, where that line came from. So um, a young kid from the um, oh, uh, Make a Wish Foundation. So yeah. a, a sick kid, his wish was to meet Thor. So they took him to the set of Thor Ragnarok. And when he saw that he was going to meet Hulk, he was the one, this like six-year-old kid said, you should say that you're friends from work. And they loved that idea so much that they just improvised it into the movie. Well, I think it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it looks good. And that, that line sort of sets the whole tone for yeah. that trailer and for what I feel like Thor Ragnarok is going to be. And I love the part in the trailer where Thor is talking to Bruce Banner and he's like, oh, did I hurt you? And he's like, nah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had a fight. Oh, did I win? Oh, no, no, I, I won. Yeah. Are you sure? I, I feel like it. No, 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 I won. Yeah. <laughs> um, there has been a little Easter egg that uh, Ed Campbell sent to us. Yeah. Of the the there the tower, you see it right at the start of the trailer, and I don't know if it's people are assuming that it's former champions of the gladiatorial arena. I'm wondering if it's just like cool Easter eggs for nerds like us. Well, exactly. It could just be. It could have nothing to do. The only time we see it could be in that shot, and there'll be no reference to it the rest of the movie. So in the tower, we see Man Thing. We Man. Yep. We, we see, see uh, one of the guys from Planet Hulk. The guy with the two heads? The guy with the two heads. Was he from Planet Hulk? I think so. I don't so. think he was. I think he he's a different the character. He's, he's the Bi-Beast, Bi-Beast, but I don't think he's in I Planet Hulk. I think he Hulk. predates Planet Hulk. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think he's, he's like from the Marvel Monster books back oh, in the wow. 60s. Okay. And who else was there? Let, let's let's we'll save, we'll the, save the last one yeah. for that. Uh, there's speculation that if you kind of look, there's one where it looks <laughs> like they've got like a Fu Manchu. So it could be Fing Fang Foom down on oh. the bottom. That wasn't in that picture. I read that in a different oh, article. Okay. I love that name. Yeah. Um, there was an. Uh, what was the other? There was. A, There's somebody else. There was in a there. third one before, the big one. Is it Quasar? No, uh, Ares. 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 That's who it was. Yeah. Who was uh, you know another Thor? You know he was the well he was a bit of a Thor villain. They they butted heads. Would remotely but, explain why he's getting an action figure in that wave. Yeah. And then. And, then the one we all hope for that makes it as, you know, they're past champions and maybe he'll actually show up in this movie. Beta Ray Bill! <laughs> Ryan and I are the only ones excited. Yay! Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill is one of the best characters of the Thor universe. I first met Beta Ray Bill in the... Marvel Superhero Squad? The Superhero Squad as the space janitor, and so now that's what he is in my brain. Awesome, but some uh, weird yellow horse space janitor. Overall, horse faced um, guy wearing Thor's uniform and yeah. yeah, yeah. You should sit down and read that Walt Simonson omnibus one day. It, okay, it, you'd really like it because it's got nothing really to do with the mythology, like it does and it doesn't. It's enough that it, you would be separated from it, and not mad. That was one of the books that they had at the fair. Was that because uh, it had that that cover of Thor and Beta Ray Bill on the half price uh, trades? Yes. Yes, it was. So it, Probably should have picked it up. I, Probably I didn't have it. money on me, though. So, um, did what it should, I think. I, I want to see that movie even more now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So. No, and then going along even more with the Beta Ray Bill, will he be in the movie, is at the end of the trailer, we see the Hulk 
jumping towards what looks like Surtur. Yeah. Voiced was... by Clancy Brown, because Clancy Brown always voices guys with gruff voices when Ron Perlman is not available. <laughs> okay. Um, other trailers that caught people's attention? And, uh, that was the one that I knew would catch everybody's yeah. attention. Uh, Walking Dead Season 8 trailer looks really good for the Walking Dead possible fans. Possible time jump? Uh, not Well, possible, uh, because... But, well... It looks like we're going to pick up where we left off, and we're going to war. No, they're going to war, hmm. which would make sense with where they are compared to the, where they would be in at that point in the comics. Uh, but yeah, we do see what appears to be like you know old man Rick Grimes with a big old white beard. Is he waking up from a dream? Are we going to get a time jump? That's the end of your series, Ryan. Is he wakes up in the hospital with a giant white beard? That's what I said. And yeah, it's all a well, dream. apparently and he announced. <laughs> uh, Kirkman announced that he knows how The Walking Dead is going to end. Yeah, yes. which immediately got blown up into... Oh my god, Walking he's, Dead's he's, ending! He's ending The Walking Dead. And, he said no. Oh, and even that's the comic book. It's yeah. not necessarily the TV show. But yeah, so it's not ending anytime soon, but he does know how it's going to end. Which good. Which is good, because he's the guy making it. He shouldn't know how to finish <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, so that was a good trailer. Kevin, did you have anything else? Um, I'm trying to think of. Trailers. I've got one. If you oh, I've go got ahead. more. Um, Ready Player One. Oh. Uh, I love that book. Love it to death. Um, I was a little skeptical about the when Spielberg came on board because he used to be really good at doing that type of movie, uh, but the problem is, is the book like the story of Ready Player One references Spielberg movies a lot. Yeah. So and we see a like, few of those references. Like you, you get to see a DeLorean. Yeah. Well, they're, I think they're sticking to the ones he didn't actually do. Like, he was just producer of. So, like, yeah. Back to the Future is fine and stuff like that. Um, and we also get, like, there's a shot with Iron Giant in there. And there, there's a Where's character. Who's the ninja-looking character on the hill with them? Because you see that guy in a few shots. I just couldn't get a good um, look. I okay. wasn't sure if it was a Ninja a Turtle or uh, something movie else. movie takes place in a, a virtual yes. world, right? So a, a chunk of the characters have avatars that are like the, yeah. like the ninja guy. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's an original character. Okay. I just was, was, was wondering if it was like a character that we should know from video yeah. games or cartoons mm-hmm. or something. And I love the fact because the story is kind of a... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka kind of thing. So they used that the the imagination song from Willy Wonka in the background of it. Yeah, just a, it was a nice tie-in. I'm, I'm like, it, the trailer I didn't catch can, that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, it, it was the second viewing. I'm like, where do I know that from? I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know the words. So yeah, just know you'll be in a world of your imagination. Okay. But it, it sold <laughs> Kevin me and that I know the Spielberg, words. Is, Spielberg <laughs> yeah, knew what about. he was yeah, doing when he went in. The the, the graphics look good. The, the no-name corporate... AI guys are, are like just awesome and like there's tons of like that trailer alone has shit tons of 
pop culture Easter yeah. eggs that that book was filled with. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm going to have to reread that book before we go see that movie. I don't know where shouldn't. our copy is. Did you lend it to somebody? I'm thinking I did, but I don't know who. And... I, I know someone who has a copy you could probably borrow. Also, well, I work at the library. His other, Ernest Klein's other book, Armada, is also very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that that was the one that, like, that, like because, and it's also, like, well, it's based on a book, but it's slightly original property. Yeah. Um, Justice League trailer. Yes. Looked rather really, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My only issue with it is, and I'm going back to The Flash again, is... Part of me wonders, or at least this is the part they're showing off in the trailers in order to sell it, that they're trying to make The Flash the Spider-Man Oh, of yeah. The movie. He's the comic relief. Yeah. Well, yeah. comic relief's one thing, but he he's all... He's the funny he's guy with the, the same, one-liners and... Yeah. yeah, he's got sort of the same dialogue. He's... Yeah, I, Well, they've already know. shown him as being the... Well, other than uh, Cyborg, probably the youngest on the team. Like, I've never been in battle before. Yeah, I just kind of push, push people and run away. <laughs> But other than that, Aquaman looks kick-ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the part of the movie Jen's going for. Uh-huh. And Henry Cavill's going to be in it again? With, With a mustache. mustache. Well, Meh. no, it's going to be apparently they're digitally just, removed. Moving it. I'm just hoping for lots of shirtless scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he's coming back from the dead, so there's got to be at least one scene where he comes out. Between him and some sort Ben of Affleck and speculation on who Alfred's talking to in the trailer. Some people said there's a green light in his. I'm assuming it's Superman. Yeah, because it looks like a red shoulder, if anything. So he's got, like, the, you know, where his cape would be. But, you know, and then in the void, we get the voiceover from, uh, what's the villain's name? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, thank you. Uh, Where he talks about, you know, there's no Kryptonian there to save you and no Green Green Lantern. Lantern. So say, well... Why you know say oh so is there supposed to be a Green Lantern on Earth? Is there no Green Lantern in that sector? What happened to the Green Lantern for that mm-hmm. sector? Very good question. Are we going to see you know there's some rumors speculation that in the third act, Ivan Sir will show up who is the Green Lantern for that sector and then and die, dies and then we and then the ring will pass off to, to Hal whichever Jordan or whoever they, they choose. Right. Um, Probably it's either going to be Hal or John Stewart. Right. Yeah, it'll be one. It, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, unfortunately, is getting the shaft in all of this. But or uh, maybe they'll go way out there, and there will have already been Jessica Cruz. Well, there's only there's that too. No, but I was thinking along the lines of there's no Green Lanterns left. Mm. Kind of post whatever that story was, where Hal Jordan went crazy and tried well, when he was infected with the parallax and. You know, destroyed well, the Green Lantern Corps. There, so maybe there's only going to be like one lantern. There and... is a story about it, the rumor running around the Green Lantern script at this point is that it's a buddy cop sort of vibe. And it's called Green Lantern Corps. But it is basically about one of the lanterns. Now, I've heard it both as Hal Stewart or a combination thereof, like both of them. Yeah. Re, like going out and repopulating the lanterns, mm. like as a, as a major part of that script. So, but who knows what's, you know. Once upon a time, Jack Black was going to be a Green Lantern <sighs> and it was going to be a comedy. So, yeah. maybe we'll get Ryan Reynolds back as Green Lantern in this movie. Yeah, I think he's quite happy with Deadpool. He's right happy now. being a mutant. 
Um, to switch it back to Marvel, and I know this isn't exclusively a Comic-Con thing, but every piece of art I've seen coming out of Black Panther makes me want to see that movie now. Yeah. It just looks gorgeous. There's a there's a great full page spread of the main cast in the Comic Con issue of Entertainment mm. Weekly. I forgot Forrest Whitaker was in that. Forrest movie. Whitaker and Angela Bassett is playing his mother. Oh, yeah. nice! It's gorgeous. Lupita Nyong'o is in it. Uh, just an amazing cast. They all look so regal, mm-hmm. and it just I cannot wait to see Black Panther. I'm really curious what the story is. Well, we I just rewatched Civil War. Yeah, I'm thinking that it has something to do with them trying to find Bucky, somebody trying to find Bucky, or or he gets freed. See, or I'm well, wondering if the Winter Soldier is going to be in it. Because they usually have to tie it back. We know Winter Soldier shows up in that Avengers Mm -hmm. Infinity trailer that they've been showing but haven't been posting on the internet yet. Yeah. There's a scene with Panther, Winter Soldier with a new arm, and like an army coming out. So I'm wondering if if, uh, Bucky's going to be in Black Panther. Because they usually, in the other quote-unquote standalone Marvel movies, they've always had a tie back to the Avengers team. So like... You know, Iron Man is in Spider Man, or Black Widow is in a movie, or Hawkeye's in a movie. Yeah, or... that's maybe not always true. Yeah, Ant-Man more or less. Didn't have a tie back. Yeah. yeah, Falcon was in it. I yeah, Falcon yeah. was in it. Yeah. That's so true. even if it's just a little bit, there's usually a tie back of some sort. I think part of it is going to be Wakanda's reemergence into yeah. the world, right? Well, and that's they, part of the, that the story. Is the, I, I think, and I think you can. They've shown this in the trailer. There's going to be a power struggle. Whoever the the main villain from you it's know, it's Claw, isn't it? Well, no, well, Claw no, but is I mean, one of them, but it's the it's, there's going to be like oh, a, a power struggle for ruling Wakanda. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, his the, name the is The white Claw? gorilla guy from. Well, the yeah, the guy that lost his arm in Andy uh, Circus in, 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 in Age of Ultron. Oh, I was I thought that he was like a Wakandan guy, and if he didn't win the throne, yeah, he was going to go off to be by, you know um, Inspector the Gadget's guy who enemy. Johnny Storm in the last Fantastic Four movie. Just call me Doctor Claw. What? What? Sorry. Could be. I what I is the character's name Manape? Manape? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought he said too. <laughs> oh, Manape. Yeah. I don't think he's called that in the I'm anymore. trying to remember. Yeah, but he, it basically is like he has the the white ape like yeah. suit armor. Killmonger. I hate super smart but, monkeys. Oh no, he's <laughs> like a human wearing oh, good. a dead monk. That's one thing I really don't like about DC is all Michael their big stupid yes. smart he's the monkeys. Actor yep. who was, yeah. So he's playing Eric Killmonger who ends up in a battle. Uh, Killmonger puts on a gold tinted panther suit and the two of them start to fight in, disco the, panther. In, in the Black Panther trailer. So. <laughs> yeah. Dance fight. So that that was uh, San Diego Comic Con. Well, we're not done yet. Oh, why? What else you got? There? Well, we got Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel news. No trailer though. No trailer, but news. They talked <laughs> about the story. It's going to take place in the nineties. We're going to get a uh, two-eyed Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and the villain are going to be the Skrulls. That is a, I you're right because that is the most interesting thing that nobody is talking about. I thought that that was the Kree who were the. The Kree is where she gets her, her powers, powers from. come from the Kree. The Kree are always fighting the Skrulls. The Skrulls are the shape Everybody's fighting the Skrulls. And well, the Kree. Like the Kree aren't and... friends to humanity either. No. But... Weren't the Kree in Guardians? Yeah, Ronan yes. the Accuser. Yes, he was a Kree. But the thing with the Skrulls are, for the longest time, 
That's they were off limits. Four yeah, I know. We've never so it's them. interesting to see, and if we'll ever find out if there was a deal, or is this one of those ones where they're like they went back through the deals and they're like, well, they're one of these, you know, kind of they, they show up in everything, so they're oh, like a shared. Over and, yeah. And so the question becomes, who's a scroll? I God, and will I hope we not. get? Like I Captain keep saying, America. the next build-up, you know, we're building up to Infinity War, the next big story is going to be a build-up to Secret Invasion. Invasion. And you, uh, now they've got the scrolls going to be on the table, that's where it's going. The thing is, is I, the idea behind Secret Invasion, I really like. The comic book series drew it out way too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like it, well, if it you was... read it as a trade, then it's good. It's not, but it's like, yeah, I'm waiting for the floppies, though. Well, not not just that. Like every book was a, like a guessing game of who is and who isn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, just read the trade though, and it's a it's a good fun story. Yeah. Well, is it going to be like um, Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, you're a Cylon. You're a Cylon. You're a Cylon. <laughs> uh, best robot chicken sketch. Ever. And the other Marvel news that came out that's not Captain Marvel related was that we know Michelle Pfeiffer is playing Janet Van Dyne. Oh yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it didn't end up being Sharon Stone. Because she was definitely talking to them. Was like, she? There was conversations. Maybe she just didn't want to wear spandex at her age. Yeah, or maybe, well, Michelle Pfeiffer can't be too far no, off, she's, right? She still looks good. Now, the last thing I saw Michelle Pfeiffer in was hairspray. So, hmm. I don't know, she's a good looking woman. Oh. The other trailer that got me excited, and I can't wait for the show to come out is Stranger Things Season 2. And I know you still haven't watched Season yeah, 1, which... I'm a bad nerd. Oh. I was even on a boat with those kids. <laughs> and it just, I it looks it so good. Oh, uh, you guys are missing uh, out. <laughs> and silence, because none of the rest of us have watched it. Oh, you haven't watched it no. either? We got a Defenders trailer, too, now that we're on the Netflix stuff. Yeah. And that, uh, what the hell... That, that, There's going to uh, be a lot of punching in the Defenders. A lot of punching and a lot of punching in hallways. It's also going to be shorter. It's only five episodes, right? uh, I thought it was eight. I'd heard eight originally, but then I thought I'd heard five. Uh, It's definitely not 12. I think think it's better shorter because I find all of the Netflix series since Jessica Jones. And then they start to drag. Just just get to the point. Like, I would have... Like caught out the whole part of with Diamondback in Luke Cage. Well, that story was really good up until he, well, not so much up until he shows up, until he shows up with power armor. Yeah, like uh, the power uh, Iron Fist. How many episodes was that? Twelve. That's 12, 13. 12, 12, 12, 13? 13. See, I thought it was only ten, and as I was watching, I thought, okay, well, coming up, I had to wait because I didn't want to watch episode nine and ten. I wanted to wait so I could watch them both at the same time and wrap up the show and then I'm watching and I'm like wow like, well, aren't they going to wrap this stuff up and, and I was oh wait there's like three more episodes yeah. like, wow I thought they were like, okay here we go coincidentally Iron Fist got a new showrunner and it sounds like they're going to focus a lot more on Colleen Wing this season yeah. Yeah. it was the best part of that show I'm a bad nerd I haven't watched Iron Fist yet either no. yeah it's you're like, not dull. I, I like Good chunks of it. Yeah. The as I've I've probably said it on the show. My problem with it was is he's an okay actor. He's a terrible fighter. Like <laughs> it, 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 I don't know if he didn't get a lot of time to spend with the fight choreographers, mm. but like he did. He looked a little awkward in his. Fight especially scenes. when you compare him to the to her. woman playing Colleen Wing, who has had experience. Her right. show in the BBC 
was a martial artsy kind of adventure show. Oh, so she has like fight choreography experience and it was night and day watching the two of them. Now, he's also got like another summer under his belt, so hopefully he got better. Yeah. Now, but, did you see that trailer for that Will Smith show? Is it a show like, or a movie? It's a movie. Okay. What do you guys think? I didn't see it. I don't it know what you're looks talking about. Very interesting. Like Will Smith is a cop in a world like ours, except there's like orcs and yeah. elves fairies. and fairies and yeah. so it's like Dungeons and Dragons type stuff in the real world and his he's a cop and his, he's good but he's partnered up with an or, an orc? Yes. Yes. And, and there uh, from what I've read, there's a real sort of class structure in this universe. The elves are the upper class, the orcs are the lower class, and the humans are eking out their existence in the middle. And when it's sort of like a uh, equal opportunity program that, give, yeah, the, that saddles the, him the with an orc partner. mentions the Will Smith that he's partnered with the diversity hire. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. interesting. So, so, it yeah. looks like, from the looks of the trailer, part of the whole story is that someone finds a magic wand and they're like, it's, it's a, a wish granter. It's, you can do anything with that thing. Right. So everybody wants it. <laughs> it, re- it reminds me a lot of alienation. Yeah. Very oh, that same feel structure. with the whole. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and I think it's supposed to be the first of a trilogy. If this one, well, we'll see. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, Will Smith. I, I don't know who's playing the orc, but, um, it's David Ayer who directed suicide squads, the director of it. Oh, okay. And it's one of those movies that like Netflix outbid everybody in order to release. Yeah. So. Oh, it's going to be just on Netflix. It's a Netflix yeah. release. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I hope it does well. I, I want to like Will Smith in, when he's in genre-type movies. I, I enjoy him I in most of them. I like Squad. I did. Joel Edgerton is the orc. There you go. So that... Uh, are we done now? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> because there was a lot of... Like, you could go over so oh, yeah. much stuff. that Like, there's little bits and pieces We everywhere. didn't even talk about toys. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there was a lot of new releases, no, but there was some new stuff shown. Yeah. That we'll get on Force Friday. I got a new Deathlock figure. There you I'm go. Happy about this. <laughs> and Spider Punk. So, um, as we end with every episode, geek picks. Mm. Did you guys do your homework and pick geek? Picks? I have a geek I pick. I got a geek pick. Go ahead, Jen. You go first. Well, okay. Uh, Squirrel Girl, obviously. Oh, Everybody. Shocking. I'm read... gonna have to tweet that to the actual Squirrel Girl. Read Twitter Squirrel account. Girl. Everybody reads Squirrel Girl. It is the awesomest. Um, but the other geek pick I have is I went and saw Despicable Me 3 the other day with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And if you like the other two Despicable Me movies, you will love this one. It's oh, adorable. Good. It's so cute. And I the uh, <laughs> the bad guy is awesome. He's a, an 80s child star <laughs> who played a villain on TV and then grew up, but it decided that he would just be a villain in real life. And it, it's all so gimmicky. Voiced by one of the guys from South Park. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, um, yeah, I really recommend that you go and see Despicable Me 3 if you like the other two. If you didn't like the other two, you'd probably hate this one. But I love them. So. Nice. Yay. Fun. Uh, my geek pick goes along with some of the one of the trailers we saw. Uh, my geek pick is Planet Hulk. Oh. Uh, if you, yeah, before you go see Thor, I'd, I'd go pick up that Hulk book. It's probably one of the best Hulk stories in a long time. Uh, Hulk gets sent away from Earth, cra- accidentally crashes on a planet, ends up becoming a gladiator. 
and for the most part, it you don't need to know what no. else was happening in the Marvel universe for it. It's pretty standalone on yeah. unto itself. Anything Ooh. that you, any of the other stuff that you like, need to know for that kind of backstory is explained right at the beginning. Like, you know, you find out why, how it happens, why he's there, and it's a nice, good. You know, you can pick it up as one big uh, collection, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. So that's my pick. They also made a cartoon, which was okay. They didn't. They made some changes, <laughs> but you know, Marvel's cartoons haven't been as good as the DC ones. No, no. But this one was probably one of the better, was one of the best ones that they've done. Yeah. It has Beta Ray Bill in it. Yes, it mm. does. Uh, okay, so my geek pick. Uh, last week on Tuesday, I went to the first um, board gaming event that uh, the new gaming store in Aurelia held at the Aurelia Public Library. The store is called Fanboy. Uh, they are great people who are in there. Uh, they've got your full selection of board games and Funko Pops and uh, lots of cool geek stuff. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to Brandon and all the folks uh, at Fanboy in Aurelia for a great event. Uh, they're going to do it monthly. Um, oh, nice. Uh, so we played... Love Letter at the last, uh, which is a great game. Yeah, no, it is. It's um, There's different ones of it, yeah, too. Yeah, we all played base Love Letter. Uh, they raved about Archer Love Letter. Oh, there's an Archer one? Yeah. Uh, the Archer, I don't know if you played Love Letter, one card gets set aside. Yep. Uh, in the Archer version, the, if you play the Krieger card, you get to peek at the card that's oh, cool. outside of the game. Uh, there's a Batman love letter. That's the one I've played. That one's out of print now. Uh, you oh. can't even you can't get that they lost the license. Uh, there's also an Adventure Time um, one, and there's one more that I can't think of right now. Uh, the next game they're playing is Coup, which is a bluffing game where again you've got to, you've got to roll and you've got to try to figure out who people are, mm-hmm. and you do that by lying to the other people who are playing. So apparently friendships get broken over this game. So I'm very <laughs> excited to play Coup. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna give a shout out to Brandon and all the fine folks at Fanboy. Uh, the next uh, gaming event is at the Bar- uh, Aurelia Public Library in August. I don't have the exact date in front of me. It'll be on the library's page and on Fanboy's page, and there's an event on Facebook already. So yeah, um, quite enjoyable. We had uh, we had enough people there at the first event to have four or five games of four player love letter. Uh, wow! And they ended up donating a copy to the library. So if you want to learn how to play love letter, you can uh, borrow it at the library and play it's there. It's a it's a fun quick game. Hmm. It's a, Gavin has the the Batman one. I'll I'll ask him to bring it next time we go up to the cottage. Well, now it's a collector's item. So. Oh yeah, maybe you won't want to <laughs> get chip grease on it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'm doing a little bit of a two four, but it's got kind of a theme to it. Um, I have long been championing Image Comics today. Mm-hmm. The they're putting out some of the best books that are on the market. Yeah. Uh, Saga, anything Brubaker does from them, just throw a dart at one of his books. It's good. Uh, Southern Bastards, sex, you, criminals. sex Criminals, you name it. it Invincible. It's usually good. However, Uh-oh. Um, and this is still good, oh. had you told me a couple years ago that two comics that I would recommend people that are brought back from the dead were The Wild Storm from DC, bringing back all of Jim Lee's like, Wildcats and uh-huh. Stormwatch and all those guys... And Rob Liefeld Youngblood from oh, Image. Still Youngblood? It got rebooted, and they are both really good. I am amazed. Now, I I love Liefeld's art in kind of a kitschy sort of way. Yep. Um, he is not drawing the book. He is not writing the book. He he has done what he did with another book called Profit. He basically had these two 
guys come on, do what they want, and they're they've connected it to the old young blood stuff, but it's an actually good story and it connects to like right now the main story it revolves around a mystery of a of disappeared superheroes who use kind of a Yelp slash Twitter system. Like, if you have a problem that needs for a superhero, you post on it that, like, hey, there's a gang in my neighborhood, and then the superhero comes and, like, beats up the gang. (laughs) So, but a bunch of them have gone missing, so these group of kids have kind of formed their own Youngblood, and it's brought brought back uh, Badrock and Shaft to kind of, I think they'll eventually be overseeing the team. There's a little bit of conflict there. And in something you can only get away with in comics, the character Die Hard is now president of the United States. <laughs> Die Hard's a cyborg who kind of wore like an armored sort of suit. He still wears the helmet as president of the United States. As you but should. with a three-piece suit. Mm-hmm. It's something I want to cosplay as. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Warren Ellis has brought back the Wildstorm characters and... It's like this weird sci-fi sort of corporate espionage action adventure book that's just like, each time an issue comes out, I look forward to reading it. And he's just slowly bringing back out characters of the canon. They're they're changed a little bit, but they all have purpose for being there. So I didn't think I'd ever be recommending those two books on this show ever, but... I, I highly suggest picking them up, or at least waiting until uh, they're in trade. What the hell are you guys doing? Nothing. I'm just playing Pokemon over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> they all disappeared. <laughs> I was just uh, trying to tell him to wait a sec. They'll pop back. Yeah. Okay. I don't play Pokemon. I don't know what's going on. There's uh, an Abra. Yeah. Anyways, so that's it for Geek Picks, and that's it for the show. Yay! Yay! We'll be back in two weeks with another great episode of True North Nerds. Probably, I would think, maybe a Fan Expo preview? Uh, yeah, I would time out properly, and hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll know my schedule by then, because I will be doing panels at Fan Expo. And we can maybe arrange a meetup for Fan Expo. Yeah, or we, we've posted a poll on the page. We'll, uh, we're definitely open to meeting up with people outside of convention grounds. So if you don't actually want to go into Fan Expo, we, we can meet outside of it. That's, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that was the plan, if, if this goes through. So um, uh, I will be doing panels. I don't know what. I don't know when. but I'll I, be there shopping. I'll, I'll I will be there. I might and, meet everybody outside if people are coming. And hopefully I will have audio from those panels, and they will be some special cool episodes of the show, Excellent. assuming technology cooperates. But for Jen, Ryan, Kevin, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will return in two weeks with another episode. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. 
So set your phasers to sexy.